Welcome into another episode of Will's Wide World Sports. Today we are doing a full WNBA season preview. Uh, if you haven't been following uh, and been caught up in the NBA uh, playoffs, the WNBA uh, season has started. Uh, so my girlfriend Marlisha came on and we broke down kind of players to watch, teams to watch, and then just took a kind of snapshot of where the WNBA is at and, and where it's uh, going moving forward, both in terms of the game now, but then also some of the players coming in college. So a full episode of the WNBA coming up next. All right, my girlfriend Marlisha is back uh, with us. The NBA season is on its downhill, wrapping up in, what, about a week or two, depending on the finals. That means WNBA season is starting. Uh, yes, sir. So we thought we'd do a little little WNBA uh, season preview, uh, break down the season for those that don't know what's going to happen this year. Uh, and then, I don't know, just get a landscape of where the WNBA is at. I guess first, what are you most looking forward to this season in the WNBA? Um, I'm excited to see Brittany Griner back. Okay. Um, I think, you know, I think her, definitely her, um, her team and her city missed her, but I think I'm excited to see her play again and to have more teams that are good, uh, even though, you know, WNBA, we don't have a lot of teams compared to the NBA, but I think that's what I'm most excited about, just to see, see how, the, how her team does. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, speaking of teams that are really good, uh, it seems like this year's, like the whole talk is just between the Aces and the Liberty. Yeah. Like we're just on a crash course. Yeah. Is that, and, and we'll break down those teams in a second, is that good for the WNBA? Sure. Of like, Assuming those two teams meet in the finals, you know, or in the playoffs at mm-hmm. some point, is that good? Or do we need more parity? Because the WNBA is slightly different or spot, obviously, than the NBA in that they're still trying to grow both in revenue and teams and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but then also fans. Is that good or is that not good? Like, would you rather see parity? I mean, we just don't, we don't have that many stars to begin with. And so I think it is good to know that, like, you know, that we're going to have a good playoff season. So, like, last year, I didn't really pay attention to the other team. I still don't know. What's the name of the other team that went to the playoffs last year? Connecticut. Connecticut. Yeah, they made the finals. I don't know why they were there. I'm just going to be honest with you. <laughs> I really don't. Against the Aces, right? Like, and they had a good run with it. But um, it's going to be nice to have who we know, like, we have some talent that that's spread out, so it's going to be nice to see them in the in um in the final. So I'm okay with it, but I think that is how we will get more people to watch, more people to care about the WNBA because we'll have good games. Like we know that Brianna Stewart is gonna, you know, she's gonna have a good game or good games. Um, and you know she's no longer on the storm, and so this, it feels like besides the Aces that there is some talent in most teams. Maybe not for the storm, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about our storm. Um maybe in a little bit when we talk about the lesser teams, let's mm-hmm. say. Uh but yeah, I I agree that it's I think it's better this way because right, the WNBA WNBA needs like positive storylines mm-hmm. or needs something to get people to watch. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine come playoff time 
win, you know, let's say it's aces and versus Liberty at some point, and like series is two to one, and Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart are going up, you know, mm-hmm. against each mm-hmm. other, and then like Sabrina Ionescu is going up against Chelsea Gray, you know, Kelsey Plum. Like when you have kind of stars going back and forth, yeah. Like that's what drives the NBA, right? Is right. I mean, I say it all the time. The NBA is almost more a reality show than it is mm-hmm. like a sport, which is mm-hmm. why. In some metrics, it's not that good in like ratings compared to like the NFL, right? The NFL is king over all sports. Like it dominates mm-hmm. the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think the WNBA needs some of that to follow the NBA of like all these. And, you know, true basketball fans will like not like that for yeah, both sports. Yeah. But that's what the NBA has turned into. And I think what the WNBA needs, even just to get more fans mm-hmm. and just say, oh, like this, like. Asia Wilson mm-hmm. and Brianna Stewart, like they've been battling for the top two players mm-hmm. last few years. So this is like, like if Embiid and Jokic met in the finals and like they're going back and forth, like I think that would be, that would be fun for basketball fans, fun for WNBA fans. But then I also think it would hit other fans that aren't necessarily watching. Right, right. And I think also having really good college players coming up that would hopefully be drafted in the upcoming years. It is good too. think about Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark and, you know, that little drama they had in the game. That's what people saw. Right. And I think, you know, there's a lot of dynamics that play into that. But I think that um, what they really wanted people to see was the basketball. Right. Like it's like I won. But that's what was showcased is the holding up the ring finger and all of that jazz. But um, that's what's exciting about I think the WNBA is that we are getting. We have a lot more. And, and they talked about how, like, this was the most for the college game with Angel Reese, the finals, and um, Caitlin Clark. That was the most watched game um, for college um, sport. What is it? I don't know. What am I saying? For, like, women's college basketball? Yeah, women's yeah. college basketball. I couldn't think. Sorry. Um, so we know those players are coming up, right? So I think it's going to be exciting to see where they go and how they're going to impact the WNBA. And, you know, they bring a following, right? Everything is so much about like influence and social media influence they bring that that's going to do a lot for the WNBA right. um so i'm excited about that and i mean you can again if you're a basketball fan you can again not like the idea of like oh you know people just see the the drama between LSU yeah. and Iowa State whatever but at the end of the day then people tuned in right and watched it mm-hmm. and were like oh like okay this is fun like mm-hmm. this is a good matchup now they know these players. Mm-hmm. And to me, a big thing, and I mentioned this right after March Madness happened, I think there's a chance women's college basketball can, you know, compete with men's college basketball. Mm-hmm. Which, right, we're, we're not trying to compare WNBA and NBA. They're at different points of their, right. like, lifespan as a, mm-hmm. as a sport. Women's college basketball is going to be huge next year. And like you mentioned, that will be a nice kind of launching point into mm-hmm. the WNBA. Mm-hmm. But you think all of the great players and all the, the storylines that came out, they're all back next year mm-hmm. versus like men's college basketball. Uh, a lot of the good players that are coming in the draft don't play college basketball. Right. And even if they right. do, then they're gone after one year. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, the rules exist. Having, you know, to keep the players mm-hmm. in college basketball will work for, for women's college basketball because now we like, like going into next year, right? I've not really become a college basketball fan anymore because I'm like, I, I don't know who's there. Right, I have right. no connection. 
my school is bad at basketball now. Mm-hmm. I have no interest. I'm more looking forward to like seeing what Caitlin Clark does, right. seeing what LSU does, player. things like that. Mm-hmm. So if if players like that can come into the WNBA, that would be huge. No, I think it would be huge, and I think that, um, like I said, like I'm super excited for for that. So I guess we're we're kind of spending too much time talking about college basketball. We can go back to WNBA. <laughs> uh, in case others aren't WNBA fans haven't been following for a few years um it might be nice to just break down a couple kind of get a landscape of the league just doing a summary of top players good teams things like that mm-hmm. um you know i know i did that with with the mlb season starting um because you know, there aren't tons of new baseball fans necessarily so kind of similar i think you know we mentioned it right now the rain for best player i'm assuming it's either asia wilson or brianna stewart like you're not picking either. You're not picking anybody else, right? As your best player right now. No. Yeah, those two. Yeah. So those two, Asia Wilson plays for Las Vegas Aces. Mm-hmm. Brianna Stewart, formerly of the Seattle Storm, unfortunately. You're right. Uh, signed with the New York Liberty this off season. Ooh. Those are the the top two teams, like we mentioned. The Aces in particular, with Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young. Candace and then Parker, Candace Parker, Alicia Clark, like loaded. Yeah. I don't know how this. Yeah. And I was trying to, again, for those that don't follow and, you know, maybe see that these aces are loaded, like this is potentially one of the greatest teams assembled across mm-hmm. all sports. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to like, if you don't know who any of those players are. Asia Wilson, again, like we said, probably the best player in the league. So if you're trying to, like compare that to an NBA team, right? This would be like your Giannis, right? Your your prime superstar. But then players like Kelsey Plum, she's what maybe second or third tier in the league. Like she's a top ten player, would you say? Mm-hmm. So that would be like like Devin Booker and Giannis teaming up. Yeah, yeah. Like two really good players, Candace Parker. E- my girl's a little bit older now, so she's okay. not putting up her stats. Is she at like LeBron's kind of point? Is she at like LeBron's? Maybe status? You, can, you can you can say that because she's still great. Like yeah. she's still great, but you know she's not gonna put up those stats. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea Gray, who very good player, had a great postseason run last year, <laughs> which was the first time I had really. You didn't really like her uh, last year. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what happens when she beats your team. But very good player, had a very good run. Probably also top ten player. I so mean, all of their all of their their roster is loaded. Well, I was looking up uh, uh, their their rating on two K. Asia Wilson's number one, tied for number one. Candace Parker's fourth, which you could say she's older, doesn't deserve that. Similar to any players that get older, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. Kelsey Plum, seventh. Chelsea Gray, eighth. Well, they're technically both tied for seventh. Jackie Young, 13th. So they're starting five. Oh Again, if you, if you agree with 2K ratings, five in the top 13 players. Now, granted, there's only 12 teams, but still, mm-hmm. right? If you just gave each team, mm-hmm. like just whatever best player, you should have one in the top 12. <laughs> they have five in the top 13. Mm-hmm. So. Championship or bust? Probably. 
Let's be honest. Yeah, they're looking to get back-to-back championships. Uh, in comparison, the Liberty, you know, Liberty only had, or the Aces at five in the top 13. Mm-hmm. Liberty aren't too far behind. They have four in the top 12. Wow. So if you have wow. the top 13 players, well, top 15, let's say, five are on the Aces, four on the Liberty. So that's nine of the top 15 players, according to 2K ratings. Play for those two teams. <laughs> so you have Brianna Stewart, who again tied for first with Asia. Third best player, Jonquil Jones, plays for the Liberty. Ninth is Sabrina Ionescu, who some might know uh, playing at, I think it was Oregon in mm-hmm, college basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Courtney Vandersloot, uh, 12th. Those are four, again, out of the top 12. Even if you look at the top, Top four players, two on the Aces, two on the Liberty. So this really is just, not to say any other team doesn't have a chance. There's some good players and some good mm-hmm, teams. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's those two are bust, probably. Like, I More would be shocked. More than likely. I think anything can happen in the playoff season, but I think the finals, you should see the Aces versus the Liberty. Yeah. You do have the Mystics you got to watch out for. You got Venus Mercury, you got to watch out for. And Dallas Wings and LA Sparks, they might have a battle for some spots. But other than that, I don't see any other team coming close. Yeah, which, I mean, like we mentioned at the top, I guess is good if we get a good series. Like if those two at some point mm-hmm. match up and battle, like, and have like something that, oh, like, people who don't know anything about the WNBA mm-hmm. are tuning in like, we need to watch this. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be positive. Any other teams you want to hit or you want to get to the Storm? Um, I think I'm excited to see the Sparks. When I first really got into the WNBA, obviously I love the Sparks because Candace Parker was on there. And it was her, Neka Gumagang, Chelsea Gray, Christy Tolliver. Like, they, they were loaded. LA Sparks were loaded. Um, and so I'm excited to see what how they've transitioned right because after candace left they kind of went downhill and chelsea gray and all those folks so yeah and i'll be i mean connecticut i know you said that you had no idea why how they made the finals mm-hmm. last year but they made the finals a lot of their players are back so you know i mean solid defense defensive team it's just hard to compete with stars it really is so. yeah can we talk about the storm now? I guess. Uh, so our local team in Seattle. One of the best WNBA teams, right, of the last 20 years, like in the history of the WNBA. Yeah. Storm are up there. Won multiple championships. 2020 less, I think. No. 2018, maybe. Uh, 2020 and 2018. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, four-time champions. Uh, safe to say it's going to be a rebuilding year. You know, we're only two games into the season. So things could change. Um, but yeah, it looks like out of the teams, probably won't beat many of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which is to be expected when you have your best player leave in Brianna Stewart, when you have your leader, even at her age, probably third best player last year, mm-hmm. Sue Bird, leave mm-hmm. or retire. Like it, that's hard for any team. So, you know, now it all comes down to Jewel Lloyd who we both love, who's great. 
but you can only do so much, especially when you're competing with teams who have like multiple stars, right? Even teams we didn't mention that aren't the Aces or the Liberty, like they still have a couple of players. You're like, oh yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're good. That's not the storm. Mm-hmm. And even Jewel Lloyd, like she's great. Probably not going to be the best player on a team that's going to win the championship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, probably rebuilding year. But like we mentioned, lots of good college basketball players. So <laughs> not the worst time to have the first pick. Right. Because right. the Storm have done this, right? They won a couple championships, you know, mid, late 2000s. Then they, you know, struggled for a little bit, but that's how we ended up with Brianna Stewart, Jewel Lloyd. Mm-hmm. So this might be a perfect time to, you know, hey, first pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a Caitlin Clark. Next year, maybe have a third pick, right? You know, start mm-hmm. to get some more talent. So, you know, rebuilds happen. You're not going to be good all the time, but yeah, I don't that's know. true. I mean, they still have some. They're still like somewhat fun to watch when you're not playing the best team, like the Aces or the Liberty. Like I think there's like I think they can still be fun to watch and they compete like as they should because you're a WNBA player. So, I mean, I don't think yes, record wise, we're not going to have many wins, but I think supporting and like still going out like, yeah, because they're competing. And that's one thing that I really love about the WNBA is that the difference you'll see in the NBA is that like these women like play well with one another and they compete Mm. until the end. Like, they still compete. And I think sometimes in the NBA, it's like, okay, well, like, we're going to do one-on-one if shots aren't falling or I'm not going to rely on my teammates. So it looks di- completely different. But um, I will say that they do compete. So yeah. I'm excited for them. Uh, and that's a perfect segue into the last thing I wanted to, to bring up. I guess generally speaking, you know, not thinking about, you know, like, this year and, and players and teams to watch, what do you think – like, if you were talking to somebody mm-hmm. who, like, knows basketball, maybe follows the NBA a little bit, doesn't know anything about the WNBA, I guess, what would you say to that person to be like, hey, this, this is, like, this is a sport to watch. Like, like yes, you're not going to get, you know, the, the dunks like you might in the NBA, but this is what you're going to get in the WNBA. Yeah, I mean, I think I would, as my own player, like, coming up, I would watch, like, the NBA specific skills or moves or like individual like like changes to my game and with the WNBA I think you really learn so much about basketball I think they really play like I was saying before they really play well with one another and I think um you know they have to for for many of reasons right like I think most players who are standout are going to be like we have we have Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. I couldn't tell you who I think is a better player there, right? Like in the WNBA, you're not going to have those like phenomenal like like monster stars. Like it's just that doesn't it just hasn't happened. I'm not saying that it couldn't, but it just doesn't, right? Compared to the NBA right now, we have the 7 foot 4 guy, right? Like that everybody is like going after. So I think they really rely on each other a lot, and I think that um, you'll see like how important it is to have like team chemistry, not only on the court, but you'll watch how they interact with one another off the court. And so mm-hmm. as a coach and like having like players, like I would love for them to just see holistically how they go about things. Like they are really team oriented and you don't see that in the NBA often. No. Like there's too many stars. There's too many egos. Like they get mad. They're sitting at the end of the bench, whatever. When am I going to come back in? But you'll see in the WNBA how much they really rely on one another. 
even when you have like the best of best players on each team, right? Like it's really about like I'm working with my teammates and then it's like the stars who are on the court, the uh, the um the role players trust the stars, right? Like to make the decision. Um and I think that that's really really key. So I would say that's the biggest thing when you want to learn more about like team basketball, you want to learn more about like like camaraderie, like I think you really have to watch like the WNBA. Yeah, I would second that with Yeah, I mean the big complaint about the NBA especially in the regular season is right, no obviously this is a big simplification to the NBA, but a lot of it is you know, just who's shooting well that night, you know, which star there, you know, it's a lot of one-on-one play, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. in the playoffs, like you're not running big sets, you know, fourth quarter of the playoffs, it's, hey, LeBron, I'm going to get, yeah. try to get a switch and yeah. go one-on-one on this guy. Uh, you know, not to say that doesn't necessarily happen in the WNBA, but it is more, yeah, you just have more, more team basketball, more, more sets, more plays that are run, mm-hmm. uh, more ball movement. And yes, you'll have players that obviously are, are, are very talented mm-hmm. and can attack mm-hmm. and, and do things one-on-one. But it's almost like there's more reliance on, I don't want, even want to say like the fundamentals of basketball, but like what basketball is versus, you know, somebody like, like John Morant, who's like, okay, like we did something that I'm just going one-on-one and I'm going to jump over everybody because mm-hmm. I can. Right. And that's not to say anything bad about him. He's a great basketball player. But when you can't do that, Right. Which, you, you know, ninety nine point nine percent of people on this earth can't. Yeah. <laughs> you have to rely on everything else. Yeah. So that's where, you know, something like WNBA comes in. And, you know, you're not gonna get your your big high flying dunks. You're not gonna get that sort of play. Mm-hmm. Which is what I think, you know, the people that, you know, wrongly say like, Oh, it's boring and nothing to watch. Right? They're watching they're NBA fans because they watch the highlights and be like, Ooh, look at yeah. this dunk. Yeah. That's not why you're watching, you're watching to watch basketball mm-hmm. which i think should be the point if mm-hmm. you're watching basketball like and that's why i'm excited about the storms because i said they compete they compete all four quarters like we watched the first game against the aces where they lost by 50 even when they took out their you know their starters they were still everybody was still competing mm-hmm. and it wasn't like i'm coming out here to get mine you know because i'm a bench player it was i'm still following the sets i'm still doing these things like and they make it work. And, it, and I think I've also heard NBA players say that's why they love watching women's basketball. Mm-hmm. It's for those reasons. Like you learn how to work with a team and you learn how to, um, yeah, finish together. I mean, we were on the court and not on the court. We were at the game and watching Jewel Lloyd pretty much grab her teammate and was like, hey, what are you doing? And she's she a rookie. She was not happy. Yeah, she was not happy. But it's like, you don't see that often. Jewel Lloyd technically is the star of the storm. She could be like, Oh, well, you're not playing up to your speed. Give me the ball. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. But no, it was like, I need you just as much as you guys need me. And so I think that shows you right then and there what the WNBA is about. Like, they're really about playing. You need everybody on the court. Everybody Mm -hmm. has to show up. I remember with the Aces last year, like, Kelsey Plum had to have a game. Mm -hmm. She had to have a game. They had Chelsea Gray. They had Asia Wilson. They had all these other, but Kelsey Plum had to. So it's like, everybody has to contribute and i think you don't necessarily need that in the nba because there's so many other things that they buy all what is it i can't speak biologically biologically that they yeah. just have right that isn't in right. the WNBA. so yeah yeah and that's not to say that WNBA is just like 
they're just very fundamental in team basketball. No, they're, they're very talented. talented which, yeah. I mean, sure, to people like us, we're like, yeah, like watch them play. Like, of course they are. That's not the case for a lot of people, and I think that's something that, for those that think that, need to see and need to understand yeah. before they'll ever enjoy it. Yeah. Or watch it. Yeah. Um, because, right, that's mostly guys, right? That's the thought of like, like okay, mm-hmm. like like I could I could play with them, whatever. I think it was, you know, just as you'll see like bench warmers in the NBA, like they'll go to like a, a gym or whatever and just dominate. There's also been videos and, and stories of like, like just a, a WNBA player in the off season playing in a gym or part, whatever. Yeah. And dominating these guys. Yeah. But whatever, that's the stigma that they have to overcome, I guess. And that's the, I think what, yeah, needs to change again, mostly amongst guys that think, oh like okay like i like i could play with them like it's not they're good no yeah they are good and they're really talented and i think that um yeah they just i think it's a skill and that's what i think is the nba lacks it's a skill to be able to play with one another because at the end of the day like there's a reason basketball takes five people i had yeah. a i had a teacher tell me she said if you want to play an individual sport go to tennis mm-hmm. like basketball takes five people and so i think that's why you will see more successful like games right in the WNBA versus like the nba right when people do win like in the nba when teams win in the nba you're they're really really talking about who what was the star that showed up tonight yeah and i think obviously you're gonna have those stars on, in the WNBA. you do but i think you also celebrate like okay like this is team work i see this person relying on this like giving up this shot, giving up a good shot for a great shot. Um, you see that more often than WNBA. So I think, especially as a girl who plays basketball with a whole bunch of guys, it it is frustrating because it, it's like, okay, yeah, the skill is there, right? Like the, ta- the talent is there, but there is like, yeah, I do have to rely more on fundamentals, right? And sometimes you only get that one opportunity because mm-hmm. of all these egos and prides and everything else, right, with men. And so... Anyway, it, I think all to say it's a skill that the WNBA players have to be able to play with one another. It doesn't mean that it's a, um, they're compensating for, for something. It's a skill. And I think yeah. the NBA would benefit a lot more if they utilize that. Yeah. But that's the problem that the NBA has of, right, a team like that, like the Nuggets. Everyone's like, I don't want to watch the Nuggets. Like, like I want to watch Lakers, Celtics. Like, I want to see LeBron. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because people don't, yeah. the casual basketball fans like, well, the Nuggets are boring. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. that's and it is. Yeah. And that's the reason that I like the Nuggets and the Heat because you do see more of that work. And yeah. I think, yeah, I know we're talking about WNBA, so I won't go too far into yeah. the NBA, but yeah. Yeah. We got, yeah. Big NBA game going on tonight. Uh, I think, I think that's all I wanted to hit. Um, yeah. I mean, I would say if, if you've never watched WNBA game, Now's the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's only getting more popular. Mm-hmm. You know, like we mentioned, all the college basketball players that are coming in, the the big, uh, I don't know, looming duel between the, the Aces and the Liberty this year will be big. Um, I would also say don't count, don't count Mercury. Don't count Phoenix Mercury out. They have Brittany true. Griner. They have Diana Taurasi. Mm-hmm. Do you shoot your lights out? She's older, mm-hmm. but don't count them out. Yeah, that'll it, it'll be interesting to see come that time, you know, later this summer, into the fall, 
you know, the season starts winding down, playoffs mm-hmm. start to happen. Mm-hmm. What that will do. Yeah. Like what, what the, just the conversation will be yeah. around it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, right, the NBA playoffs are like happening right now. So, and regular season, almost in any sport these days, you know, it kind of mm-hmm. is what it is. So, you know, once NBA winds down, once WNBA season starts to kind of ramp up and like, oh, okay, now we really got to like playoff positioning, start the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. Like if they're a bigger part of the conversation, especially after this college basketball run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then maybe the Storm, they'll get the number one pick, get Caitlin Clark. That, man, score. that would be great. Yeah, I, I was listening to somebody else say this. Um, and. It made sense. Uh, and he, obviously, is a guy. And he was saying he disagrees, and I obviously disagree with his take too, but feels that why guys in particular were more impressed with Caitlin Clark is that because she's, like, right, she'll pull up from anywhere, kind of like Curry. You know, if you're in the mindset of the guy that's like, like, watch the WM and say, oh, I could do that, and like, like they just hit a mid-range, like whatever. They're not that good. When you watch someone like Caitlin Clark, who's like just pulling up from thirty feet, like guys can't, like guys aren't doing that. And so I wonder if that's, you know, whether you know, even assuming you think that's wrong, that will get viewers to the WNBA, which I think is why Caitlin Clark will be important for the WNBA, mm-hmm. kind of like Curry's been for the NBA. But that'll it'll just be interesting to see her career journey. Yeah. Potentially on the store. But. Yeah, I think especially as shooters, I think they take a little bit more time to develop coming from college to yeah. pro. So I think it'd be good to see. Well, like Kelsey Plum. Yeah. Like she exactly. was really good exactly. at UW. Go Huskies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she struggled for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Season is underway. Storm are 0-2, yes, so maybe don't watch Storm games unless you're a Storm fan. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, check out as many WNBA games uh, as you can. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more about it later uh, yeah, as the season progresses this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, excited, and thanks for coming on. Thank you. That will do it for the episode today. Thanks to Marlish for coming on. We will be back here on Wednesday. Uh, breaking down a huge Game 7 uh, in the NBA Conference Finals between the Heat and the Celtics, and then previewing the the Finals, whether it be uh, the Celtics or Heat going up against the Nuggets. So make sure to uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube, and we will see you uh, on Wednesday. Bye.